Hey guys, this is the Master Mike Podcast, and I'm your host, Michael. This is the podcast where I interview hosts of other podcasts and content creators to see why they do what they do, what makes them successful. And so you guys can get to know them a little better and hopefully find your next show. Uh, with me today is the host of the Evil Mark Show. Um, it is hosted by Mark Hammond. He's out of Arizona. Mark, how are you? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I understand that I'm going to be show number two, but hopefully my content is so good that this will be actually be reordered and I'll be going number one. So I'm crossing my fingers at the end of the day that we do such a good job. I'll get to leapfrog my friend CJ. <laughs> that'll be that'll be kind of tough because I'm pretty sure I introduced the other show as the first episode. Oh, it's the first show. But you know what? That's even more funny because what'll happen is if I do make this one the first episode, they'll hear you saying that. And then they'll go to the second episode and be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this was well, we'll the original just, first one. We'll just say this is the first real episode. It starts at number two. It's like, doesn't get good, just like The Godfather. It doesn't get good till the second one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so this is, the, this is actually going to be the best episode. Let's just say this podcast goes for 200 episodes, and this is going to be the best one of all 200. So, no, that's awesome. So, hey, uh, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much for being here. I'm, I'm very excited to have you on. I, I, I want to ask you know, some questions about you, of course. So you host the Evil Mark Show, right? Yep. The, my show is the Evil Mark Show. It's a sports talk show, but it's sports talk for not necessarily who people who are into sports talk. So how I describe it is it's an absolute mess of poorly thought out, intentionally provoking and ridiculous opinions on sports. And this is uh, available for anybody. So even if you're not a huge sports fan, you could still listen to the show and you can still have a great time. No, that sounds great. No, I, uh, I as I was telling you before we started, you know, I've listened to I've listened to your two most recent episodes and um, episode 41 in particular, you guys are talking, you, I think it was just you for this part, was talking about the uh, the NFL draft that actually just started as of, as of us recording, just started a couple days ago. But, um, you know, I'm not a big football fan in general. You know, I, I like college basketball, but outside of college basketball, I'm pretty neutral on, on sports and everything. Mm. But the way you were talking about like the NFL draft and everything, I mean, you were given... As somebody who doesn't know, I could tell some very hot takes on things. So uh, people who are into sports are definitely going to like that. People who don't know sports, you also include a lot of bits throughout your show, I noticed, that keep people engaged who aren't there for the sports, who are just there for like the comedy aspect of it. Um, yeah, we try to walk that line. I think like I think I didn't really when when I created the show it was like like straight up like a sports talk because I love sports talk. I love that genre, but it wasn't until like maybe like 10 episodes in, I got an Apple review and it, one of the people left the review. They said like, you're right on the corner of pop culture and sports talk. And I was like, duh. Okay. Here I was trying to kind of formulate what my show was about. And someone else had to tell me what it's about because I didn't have a clue. And that's always how it is. The creator starts out and they think they have an idea of what they're doing. And then someone else from the, but you have blinders on because you don't really know what you're doing. It takes somebody else to kind of like who's, removed from it who's not living in the bubble of it to go oh you know what that is that's that and then you go oh yeah okay i guess that is what that is that is kind of what i'm doing so yeah it's, it's supposed to be even if you don't follow sports even if you just look at scores or you just keep track of your team you could literally come here get all the information you ever wanted and you get some hot takes you'd be able to get some, you have some fun um 
and you'd also be able to enjoy it. So you don't have to follow the NFL game by game by game to listen to the show and like, hey, man, I know about this. I heard about that. Like you get all the best stories and all the best news without having to be dumb, you know, being attacked with all the stats and the breakdown and the schemes because you just want to get to the fun stuff anyway. Yeah, no, I I agree with that completely. Like that's exactly what I felt like you were doing uh, with the draft and everything. When talking about the draft and everything, you were talking about, and I also like you're going over like your top fives, your top five picks of who's going to get picked and everything. You're like, yeah, we're going to start off with the ones who are getting picked first because that's the fun stuff. And I really like that. And you you really went into like a very detailed explanation of why you think some guy from you know Oregon is going to get play, picked second or whatever. Um, but you really went into like a lot of good details with that. So how, I mean, how long does it take you to like prep for episodes like that? Yeah, actually as, as weird as it sounds like it listens, you listen to it. It sounds so loosey goosey. It sounds like maybe like we're, we're riffing right there, but we do record live. Like we don't go back and edit. I have an automated tool that, that kind of cleans up some stuff, but we try to do it. I call, I call this idea live to MP3. Like literally we're going to record live. So if I fuck up, you're going to hear it. Uh, if I mess, if I say something wrong, like I think we do a bit called clickbait headlines where we come up with our own like ridiculous headline to make people think about a sports story. And like, I, I use the F the, the, in, the incorrect F word for, for, for homosexuals, which was totally inappropriate to me. And I didn't mean to do it, but it was, I had a, I created an, an alliteration that had the letter F in it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I better matter. I better never make one that has the letter N in it because I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to make that mistake, but I do believe in just doing it like straight up live to mp3 but as far as writing it writing it usually takes me about two hours three hours per episode the the co-host ones are easier because i have a co-host to bounce some things off of on my thursday and soon to be my friday show it's easy to just kind of throw i'll write the idea of what we're going to talk about then we have that conversation live the tuesday show is way more intensive because i'm literally writing down exactly what my thoughts are you know it's just me and the person who's listening so i have to be able to communicate everything that i want to communicate and as you can tell i talk a mile and then i got that kind of Ben Shapiro, bah, 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 rapid, rapid, rapid fire talk. So like it, it, it's a lot to take in to, to, to get everything that I'm telling you and then like let it soak in. I, I know that's difficult. Yeah, no, um, I, that's actually very interesting what you brought up. So your Tuesday shows are just you and then your Thursday show, that's when you have like your co-host and guests and everything on, correct? Yeah, Thursday, I, I, my co-host is Eric Stevens. This is, this is, it was originally the college football show. The Thursday show is supposed to be college football. The Friday show in the future in June is going to be NFL. And then Tuesday is all other sports. And then Monday, we're going to eventually have a Monday as well. And that's going to be all sports. Uh, but yeah, those those Tuesdays are, are solo. And Thursday is with my co-host. That's a lot, that one's a lot easier to write. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you said, you have someone to bounce it off of. I didn't realize you... I mean, that's crazy. Four shows in a week. That's... that's. I mean, that's impressive. Anyone who has, anyone who has produced, recorded, edited anything podcast or content related can can is probably has their jaw on the floor right now i mean <laughs> well, that's it's, it's it's there's a lot of shortcuts and there's a lot of tricks that in my own idea of, of how podcasting should work there's a lot of shortcuts and there's a lot of ways to to get around this it doesn't seem so daunting like if you if you're committed to a few ideals if you're willing to take those ideals to the extreme yeah do you mind to share some of those Sure. <laughs> so let me start my TED talk. Let me let me get my soapbox and let me climb on top. I love of it. There. Hold on. <laughs> All right. So there's there's basically like four there's four kind of things that we hold dear with with me and the people who work with me on the show. It's like one is we believe in iteration. So that means getting better every single time. The shoot the show I do 
for 42 is going to be better than 41, is going to be better than 40, better than 39, et cetera, et cetera. It, the show always has to be getting better. And part of that is it being modular. There has to be bits that are baked in for every single day that are always going to happen. This is kind of like a home, uh, homage to the, to the sports talk genre, which requires that if you listen to sports talk radio in like Topeka, Kansas, if you like a show there, it will always basically be the same thing. It'll always be different because the takes are different and the news is different, but the actual form of it will always be the same. You know what you're going to get. So if they're going to do a funny bit, you're going to hear that funny bit. So it's very much in that idea. So if it's modular, in each, like Thursday's modular, Friday's modular, Tuesday's modular, that's just about filling it in because we're talking about something that's very, very, you know, that's changing. We're talking about sports and sports news. There's always a new hero. There's always a new villain. There's always something to talk about. It's just how you're going to put that news into this kind of format. So we always, so iteration is number one. The second biggest thing is automation. And this is what I say to other podcasters all the time who are like, how did you get to number 36? How are you doing? How do you get, how did you get there so fast? Fast. You literally have to stop wasting your time on things that are wasting your time. Like uh, a huge thing that eats up people's time is editing. A huge thing that wastes people's time is um, posting on social media, um, you know, getting your stuff out there. Like this literally has to be a process where you post in one area and then a machine does the rest for you. Literally post it out everywhere else you need to post it out. There's also ways to use bots for uh, engagement, for, uh, for listener engagement. Um, and there's all kinds of tools there as far as, as automation, but automation has got to be the thing. That's got to be one of the tools in your tool belt. Um, and I'm really going to just really going to talk here. Let me think. And then three is, I, I think is, is measuring relentlessly. Like you need to know exactly where you're at. What are your stats? What were your stats yesterday? How do your stats compare from Sunday to last Sunday to the prior Sunday? Are you up 2%? Are you down 2%? Are you up 5%? You need to be in your business. If you are not in your business, you do not know exactly where you are as far as your listenership, then you are not taking it seriously. You can't be like, I'm committed to this. You know, I, you know, I want this to happen for me, but I one, I'm not willing to say I want this to happen to me. Uh, so part of it is you have to, you have to be committed to it, committed to yourself. And then two is, is how are you going to, how are you going to measure that commitment? How are you going to know that either I'm fucking up or I'm doing great or I'm not where I want to be, or I could be better. How would you even have that conversation with yourself if you weren't looking at your numbers? And then lastly, the fourth thing is, and this is the new one, is that even though in sports talk, we trade in hot takes, like you've got to say things that are very opinionated and that's called hot takes, but really you've got to be truthfully honest. If you're going to say an opinion, even if it's a wrong opinion or it's a non-popular opinion, that's fine. You just have to believe it. You cannot take a, a you know, uh, 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 oh, you know, the, what do they call it? The devils, whatever, you know, where it's like the person's just going against the other opinion because they want to cause controversy. That's not right. That's that infects that entire genre is what makes that genre terrible. Cause if you're listening to two guys talk on the radio and one's like, Oh, I think I love Tom Brady. And then one's like, I hate Tom Brady. You can tell if someone really doesn't like them, they'll actually have some points about it. But the person who hates him will say like, Oh, I don't like, I don't like this or I don't like that. Like these very, that don't, they don't come from a place of, of, of real opinion. And I think that's the huge thing. If you're going to give an opinion on a podcast or sports radio or whatever radio, or even in real life, you, you better actually believe your fucking opinion. Because if you don't believe your opinion, if you are not sincere about it, people will see right through it. It will not hold any water with anyone. No. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Uh, that's awesome, man. So I kind of took some notes while you're saying that. So uh, always be better consistent bits which that's where you're kind of elaborating on uh you know using machines to help you and with your engagement kind of taking 
I mean, shortcuts, really. Not shortcuts in a bad way, but you've already mastered it. So now you're going to figure out how to make it quicker. Uh, and that's what I mean by shortcuts, not in like a negative connotation at all. Um, owning your business, measurement, analytics, and then commitment. Um, I love that. You know, um, on the first episode or second episode, if this ends up being first, uh, you'll hear me and uh, me and the guys from Only Rose talking about the importance of analytics and retention. Um, and I think that's a very big thing that people look over in the quality of their episodes. You know, if somebody, it's one thing to get a thousand plays. It's another thing to get a thousand plays and 900 people tuned out after the first 10 minutes. You know, it's, it's better to get, let's say 500 plays and they all stayed till the end rather than the, rather than the former. Um, but as far as well, like, go well, ahead. also, how are they going to engage with you? I mean, if you, if you had one of the issues that I, that I had was like, we'd have, when we were kind of started out in November, we, we, when we rebooted and we got the show back going again for the, the college football show, it was like, we're getting 5,000 plays, but how many people are emailing? Because yeah. really the, the numbers are, are not like Anchor, Podbean, whoever you're with, it's, it's really hard to kind of suss out exactly what the numbers are because you kind of have a rough idea, but you don't know exactly. You don't know exactly when they left and when they came back. And it's not like YouTube where everything's like right at your fingertips. So there's other ways to measure this. How many Twitter followers are getting? What did you advertise? What did you ask for? Like the biggest thing I, I that really bugs me about when I go on other people's podcasts and I listen back to it is uh, it's not the quality because people always go get quality. You know, you get the, you know, you need to go get the Mark Maron mic. You need to go get the Joe Rogan mic. Like, yes, that's important, but really content is king. And that's the one that we always say to each other, but not a lot of people want to follow. I'm more proud of the episodes, uh, earlier episodes we did where we had a really high concept. Like we had a college football award episode. The sound was all messed up, but the concept was right there and people appreciate it. That was the email. That was the show that got so many people email and be like, Hey man, what did you, did you think about this? Did you think about that? Like, you know, you're hitting your, you know, those numbers are real and it's coming back to you when you start getting the feedback, when you say email me and you actually get emails or when you say direct message me on Twitter and you're getting DMS, then you know, you're having an effect. If you're getting a thousand people and you, you look on, you know, uh, anchor and you're like, Ooh, I got a thousand people to download, but no one has, has, has reached out to you. Either you haven't done your job, either you haven't told them to reach out to you or they listened and they didn't care. Either yeah. way, that thousand lessons, this is what I mean by measuring relentlessly. That thousand, you want to go, you know, you, you want to be like, yeah, hey, yeah, I did good. But you haven't. You have failed. You literally have to capitalize on every single engagement. Yeah, no, I love that. A call to action. And you, you do very well with that um, in your show. I noticed on both episodes that I listened to, you guys read uh, listener emails that were sent to you guys. And you, at the end of each episode, you had a really strong call to action to get more emails, to get more reviews, likes, all the stuff, you know, you had the call to action for all of that stuff, which is, which is powerful. And you guys are obviously capitalizing on that. And that's, that, I mean, that's super impressive. And I didn't realize that your, your show was started back in November and with the success you've had in, you know, six months, that's, that's amazing. And it sounds like it's really, it really is a, uh, it really is just because of like your commitment and your relentless measurement of everything associated with the podcast, man, that, that is, that is seriously, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I think we, we started, actually, we started in August. It was just me. I was just doing a solo show once or twice a week. And then I did about four episodes and I was like, man, it's really hard to, to solo write a show. I need to be able to bounce stuff off people. I was doing segments with other people. And I was feeling like that's when I had the most fun. I wasn't feeling, um, 
very confident in myself doing these single, these single person shows. Like now I feel great about it. Like now sometimes it's a little bit of a treat. Like I know I can say really, really weird stuff where I can really let my free flag go on, on a Tuesday and, and that's fine. And then I know on Thursday we're going to, you know, my co-host Eric is going to bring me back in. We're going to have a fun time, but I know like Tuesday, if I really want to let it all out, like if I want to complain about trans swimmers or if I want to talk about this really, really, really hot button issue, I know I can feel free to just like, just unleash. And I think before when I did my first four episodes, it was just me. Like there was no, there was no restrictor play. And it was, I was kind of like figuring things out on my own. So I, I love this idea. Like the, you're, you're the last guy you, you hosted uh, only bros. Like they also did a retooling. I think it's really smart. I think part of measuring relentlessly and iterating is like stopping at, at certain points, not like stopping for a good amount of time. Cause you always want to be on a schedule, but just like seriously sitting down and thinking about your show and what it is, what you want it to be, the feedback that you're getting. And then if it's not working, then you obviously need to change it. If it's a name, like I don't want to get too much into their stuff, but like they called themselves family friendly. That makes no sense. Like it, family friendly, but they're totally not family friendly. Like it's a, it's a joke, obviously, but it's not a funny joke. It's not a joke to anyone. You'd have to know them to understand that. And how would they know you unless you're two comedians, unless they're, you know, Jay Moore and, you know, uh, you know, another famous comedian. Like, how would anybody know if you, unless you were famous? They yeah. would not get the joke. So it makes no sense. So if, if you know, and you're looking at yourself and you go, no, I'm doing something wrong, then you have to change midstream. I mean, this whole thing, if you're definitely taking, you know, taking it seriously, you, you are building the plane while it is flying. <laughs> and it's like, it's dangerous. You know, you're going to fuck up. There's things that are going to go wrong, but you have to be willing to take the risk. The thing's already in the air. So you, you, you might as well tool on it while it's up there. No, that that's awesome. We did talk about that on the uh, on the episode that they're on. We do talk about their name and everything. And you're completely right. The rebrand was necessary uh, for their success because you know I didn't know them before listening, and I found it funny once listening to it because that's my mm -hmm. sense of humor. But if that's you know if I'm looking for a truly family friendly podcast and I click on that, they're getting a one star. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, could you imagine you're, you're you're looking for like something Disney? You're like, yeah, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about Big Shot. We're going to talk about the newest shows on Disney Plus. Yeah, family friendly. Yeah, that seems like the place. Yeah, and even their logo kind of matched that. Like, you, the other thing that, that kind of goes into this is like your branding and how you position yourself. Like, it has to match. Like, if, if you think it's going to be ironic and you think it's going to be funny, it's probably not. Like, you need to run it by someone else. You need to think about it. Like, I always think like. When I originally started coming up to show, like I would write down all my ideas and even this goes back to what, when I was a comic, I would write down all my ideas and I would sit on them for two weeks. I wouldn't even move on. Them. I wouldn't continue to write on them. I'd write down the general premise and let it sit in a box for two weeks and then come back to it and see if it still had value. Nine times out of 10, half of those items you just need to throw away. The other half are like, okay, well, there's something here. The other half are all garbage. That's a, yeah, that's a good, that's a, a really good piece of advice, especially when like coming up with structures and everything. Also, you did, um, you did kind of touch on something I, I did want to ask you about. Uh, so you are, do you still currently do stand up comedy or? Actually, I, yeah, now I'm, I've been doing, I'm so committed to my show now. Like I don't get a run of spots. I think I, I was, the last time I did was in October before we, we, we restarted the show and really got going again. So yeah, I haven't done uh yeah, I haven't done anything since October, like late September, early October. Yeah. Been a while. How long? How long were you doing stand up for before that? I did about ten years. I, well, I was gone for about twenty seven months, but throughout that ten years, would always be off and on. I always work. I'd work Tucson. I'd work or Southern Arizona, New Mexico, um, Nevada, a little bit of Southern California. 
just I was I was one of those guys who never really made it made it, but like I, I, I was good enough to get paid, but I was never good enough to kind of like work my way through because I never I never made that move to LA. I never made that move to New York. And plus I was a very difficult person to work with. I, I think you know, a lot of people say like, oh I don't I don't play well with others. And it's kind of like a bumper sticker or whatever. Like I truly have a problem with authority <laughs> and truly with gatekeepers and this is why podcasting is I think so great for, for people like myself or just people who have like a strong independent spirit is you have to be able to control all of the process because if you feel like someone's putting their hand in there or they're ruining it or they're changing something, then it's just not going to sit right with you. And you might, you know, feel attacked. You might take it the wrong way. I was definitely one of those people. I, I I've always been the, the idea. Like I have to control my own content from, from creation to delivery. The moment somebody steps in and goes, Oh, well, you know, actually like, no, I can't have it. I, I just, I cannot live with, with those types of compromises. No, that I agree with that completely. It is, it is very difficult whenever, you know, your baby, your show, I mean, your show is your baby really. And somebody's telling you that you're, you're doing something wrong or, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, it's hard, you know, you well, yeah, really I mean, don't, you're, you don't like that person your, too much. You're putting your name on it. Like you're, you're yeah. literally putting your name on it and then you're putting it out there and then people are, even with all the, all the good stuff that happens to me, I still get like tons of emails that I suck and I'm this and I'm that. Like you gotta, you kind of have to be, if you're in my mind and I could be totally wrong. This is just my own stupid opinion, but I, I think you have to have, you have to be a little bit of a narcissist one, one to think that, oh, yeah. okay, well, my voice deserves to be heard. You have to be a narcissist. <laughs> and then two, you have to have like an insane level of confidence. Like, yes, not only does my voice need to be heard, but I'm going to make my voice heard. Like there's, there's a double prong there. I think the problem here is like, so that exists in everybody who, who cracks a mic and who starts a show or who wants to do anything. So those things exist. The ones who seem to succeed are the ones who lean into it. The ones who don't lean into it are the ones like, well, yeah, you know, da, 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 da. like, I don't know what's going to happen with it. I don't know who listens. I know my friends listen. Like, you, did you start a show so your friends would listen? Because you could literally invite them over. You guys could like literally hang out on Discord. You could do the same thing. You started a show because you want other people to listen. So one, why won't you say it? And two, why won't you lean into it? Like it, 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 that's a huge, huge problem. No, I like that. No, I, I was watching this thing uh, a couple of weeks ago and it was uh, kind of on your point with the voice and everything. It was like, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, just think of this. Has anyone ever came up to you and told you that your voice sucks? Like, no, well, I just started to start a podcast. You know, like it, it just made me laugh because that is the biggest complaint that I hear from people who are wanting to start a podcast who, or who, who have recently started a podcast or quit doing it because there's like, Oh, I just don't like the sound of my voice. Well, that, get over that. You know, <laughs> I mean, get, you're getting into a medium that is, you know, obviously there's video, you can do video podcasts and stuff like that, but you're getting into a medium that's 99.9% .9 about the sound of your voice. Nobody in your life has ever told you that you have a shitty voice or whatever else. So what's the problem? You know? just people just can't that's the, i feel like I, I hear that so much and i'm sorry i'm kind of getting worked up on it now but like no, people <laughs> people they they want to they want to start something they want to do something but they're like oh well my voice just doesn't sound good it's like nobody ever said that nobody nobody likes the sound of their own voice when they hear it recorded but that's how your voice sounds to everyone else and nobody else has a problem with it so just get over it start recording and make sure the content's good well, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the best broadcasters in the in the entire industry, Howard Stern, so famously does not like his voice so much he modulates the, the hell out of it. 
Um, you know, if you're a sports fan, Colin Cowherd, uh, Jim Rome, I mean, everybody is plays that same and everyone feels the same, especially I feel, I feel my heart goes out really to the people who were trying to do a solo podcast for the first time, because it's so difficult because you, you have to live with yourself. Not only do you have to listen to your voice all the time, you have to be on the show with yourself and you have to deal with yourself. And when it's just you, a lot of people don't like themselves. Even people who are insanely narcissistic and insanely confident to think they can do this actually really do not like themselves. And I think that's what it, that's what, that's what that really gets to the whole, I don't like my voice is more like, well, I don't like hanging out with myself. And that's the problem. When you have to record, you have to hang out with yourself. You have yeah. to be present. You can't be on your phone. It's not like you're watching, uh, like I was watching uh, Venom yesterday. I was watching the Venom Let There Be Carnage. And I was like, I'm not, I'm watching it, but I'm on my phone and I'm tweeting and I'm fucking around or messing around. And like, I'm there, but I'm not really there. I, I couldn't tell you all the details about it. I couldn't tell you all the little things that happened or all the inside jokes. There was a couple things. I was like, oh yeah, that's funny. But when you podcast, you have to be present. And if you don't like yourself, then you have to be present with someone you don't like. Yeah. I, my heart goes out to people who do solo podcast. As somebody who has tried to do a solo podcast on more than one occasion, I found out very quickly that is not in my wheelhouse of skills. Now, obviously, I could learn, get better at it, but my, you know, you do your Tuesday shows by yourself. My, like, my hat is off to you, sir, because that is something that takes a very special skill set, a lot of research, a lot of confidence, and a lot of, uh, a lot of pushing through uncomfortable moments because that was the that was the issue i always had you know i I, i'd scripted written out and scripted a show that was supposed to last 45 minutes and i went through my script terribly that i went through my script and it was only like 20 minutes long so (laughs) yeah it's hard to get there and that that whole show was i mean man i wasn't i wasn't talking into a microphone i was reading into a microphone and going back and editing it yeah you you've been there i'm sure you have experienced the editing of reading off of a piece of paper uh into your microphone it's not a oh yeah so this is this is partially why why animate why i automate the editing like it's probably but again i've committed to the live on mp3 kind of aesthetic so it's good for me it's it would be harder for someone doing a long-form interview to to kind of commit to that because when you do a long-form interview there's so many little screw-ups and there's so many ticks and you know, there's the yes, uh-huh, mm-hmm. you know, there's all the weird stuff that goes along with it. But in my case, yeah, I just, I totally automate that out. So I do not have to sit there and listen to it unless something seriously has gone wrong and I need to fix it. Yeah, or, for uh, sure. There, yeah, there's something wrong. Like I, I usually just turn it over to automation because one, it goes faster, it cleans it up, it makes it sound better. And two, yeah, I, I don't want to sit there and listen back to myself unless if I'm going to listen to myself, then I want to be listening on my phone where it counts as a stat. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Always, uh, always pulling up Spotify the day of the episode release and just getting yourself a listen. Yeah. Oh, uh, 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 one more question about you know your time as a comedian. Do you think that now? I mean, being a comedian is is obviously one of the hardest things that somebody can do. You know, a lot of people like to say, "Oh, I could do that," but re- in reality, when it comes to getting on that stage, standing in front of a group full of people and bombing, you know that that. I've never, I've never done stand up personally. I've done karaoke sober, so maybe the same. But that's kind of close, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's maybe also the same. pretty problematic. You might have PTSD. Yeah, you kind of would develop the same kind of level of PTSD, I think. But, but you know, you you did it for you said about ten years. Um, how does how do you think that has helped you in you know just podcasting, creating content? Or really just your life in general, because I mean, that takes a special type of person, a special type of confidence to get up in front of a group of people and just go for it. How do you think that has helped you with your show, with life or with with anything? I, I think there's a, 
that's another industry that requires like you, you have to be a very flawed individual to want to get started. Like you have to be a again you have you have to be a, a you have to there have to be parts of you that are a real narcissist, and there have to be other parts of you that are just filled with extreme blind confidence. And I think like I think that's why people will try it and then they'll instantly stop because they realize like oh I'm not built like that. Like this is for other people. Uh, when when you're when you're that kind of nuts like you bomb and you go, yeah, I suck, but I'm going to get better. Like it's never, I sucked and I feel like poop or you, you do like for the first hour or the first, how it depends on the person, your mileage may vary, but me, I'd feel bad for about an hour and I'd be like, I'd be like, dang, I suck. And I can't believe how bad I suck. And then one hour later, I'm like, all right, well, how am I going to make this better? What am how am I going to write? How am I going to write myself out of this problem? How am I going to do this? What am I going to do different next time? It's just, there's a, but really, I mean, if, if anyone is listening to this podcast, you know, they're, they're finding other podcasts, but if you were a podcaster and you're listening to this podcast, you have a little bit of narcissism and you have a little bit of blind confidence. And I think if you're going to do podcasting or if you're going to do comedy, it's almost the same thing. You have to lean into those traits uh, as, as good or as bad as those are. They're typically bad. You don't want to act like that in real life, but unfortunately they kind of bleed over. There is no compartmentalizing them. In my mind, there's no compartmentalizing like these two different aspects of, of, of having this kind of mindset and, and bringing it every day. Like, I, I don't stop being evil, Mark, when the mic's off. Like, I got to go be myself all throughout life. And I, I have to attack it the same way. I have to attack everything the same way. And I think it's it's having those negative traits and, and using them for good. And, and I think anyone who may, has a podcast definitely has some negative traits. So use them for good, or you can use them for evil and terrorize people at your <laughs> local bar. You know what I mean? Like, or you can terrorize your friends, and they're like, you could be the one guy. They're like, oh yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna we're all gonna play online tonight. Yeah, not him though. Don't tell him about it. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, don't don't, don't tell Mike about. It. Don't tell Mike about it. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, I. <laughs> that no, that I, that's great. Um, you really do have to have a blind confidence because you don't know. I mean, you don't know who's going to listen to your show. You know, you don't know who's going to, who's going to reach out, who's going to leave you a review. Reviews are tough. You get a bad review, man. It, it's it's easy to take it personally because, like we were saying earlier, it's your baby. But no, you're right, and it, it you really just have to lean into the the reason you're doing it, why you feel like your voice is worth being heard, why your content is worth being you know consumed or whatever else. And no, that's great, man. That, 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 well, re- that really is. You know, the, the other thought that goes along with that, I think when you start in com when you start out in comedy, like you start out as a comedy fan, like you, you want to be a comedian because you love other comedians because you have a super passion. You're like, I can't believe how funny that guy was. Like for me, it was, um, when I was a, when I was a kid, my brother gave me a Sam, Ken- Sam Kennison tape and I remember hearing it and I just remember being like, Oh my gosh, like this guy is just so, so, so crazy. And like a lot of it hasn't aged well, but at the same time, at that time, I was like so crazy about it. And then I found other comedians I really liked. Like you were a fan of it. Like, and so you'd want to go back. And I, when I kind of knew that this is what I wanted to do in high school, I would go listen to everything I could. And then if there was a, I'm, and, and I'll be legit. Like sometimes there'd be times like I'd hear somebody who was so good. I'd be like, yeah, I don't know if I can do this. And that's natural. Like you hear someone who's so good who has such, such an economy of words are so good at it. You just go like, I, I'm not going to be that good. Like I remember when I first heard Chris Rock, I was like, he's probably the best. Like there's no one going to be better than that. Like it's unbelievable. Um, 
you know, you hear some, if you look at podcasts in your own genre, like I listen to podcasts in the sports genre, I've listened to every single one, everyone in the top 100, I've listened to them from, from uh, the meat eater to, uh, to Broussard to all the other guys. I've listened to every single show and I'd say about 90 of them. I was like, no, no, I'm better. I can do something better. Right. So is, it, is that delusional? Is that delusional blind confidence? Yes. But that's what you got to have. You got to be able to, to look at everybody in your genre. What are they doing that you're, that, that you want to do? So you kind of, kind of know where you're going to be at. What are you going to do better? What are they doing wrong? What can you, how can you make yeah. that better? So it's, you got to be like, if you're going to be a podcaster, you got to be a student of the game before you can take over the game. Like you got to know, you got to be, you got to be 100% into it. Yeah. And there's definitely nothing wrong with like, not copying necessarily, but like you were saying, you know, you find a podcast that's wildly successful in the sports genre and they have a bit you really like, and it, it works out very well. Well, then the thought should be, how can I make a bit that's better? You know, what can I do that's better? That's going to keep, you know, my listeners engaged and want to hear that bit week by week. And I mean, you can, you can find that from the podcast that you like and the podcast that you don't like, because some podcasts, there's definitely, there's definite tropes that people do that don't work out. And, you know, if you see everyone doing the same thing, well, maybe you should do something different. And yeah, or, that twisted just enough to make it different. Or, or sometimes like, you know, as far as bits go, when we talk about talk show bits, I think talk show bits or podcast bits or like radio bits that are like television bits. The same thing is going to come up over and over and over again. No one has invented anything new. If you look at Saturday Night Live, sketch comedy, if you look at any uh, Tonight Show bits, these are the same bits that Steve Allen was doing at the beginning. I mean, these are there's nothing new under the sun. So if you take something and twist it, it's literally yours. It's, it's literally, why would you like, could you imagine if, if, if someone didn't do a monologue, like if they said, no, no, everyone else is doing a monologue. I wouldn't do a monologue. Then what yeah. are you going to do? Like, what's your twist on it? What's going to be different? Well, I'm just not going to do a monologue. Uh, okay, that's nothing. Everyone else has a monologue. Are you going to do a different monologue? Are you going to do a better monologue? Like, what's your take on the monologue? It's it's like a it's like cooking, man. Like any, everybody makes this, it's the same basic dish. It's the same stuff, but there's always new twists on it. It's just how are you going to twist it for your genre or for what you're doing? I can't tell you how many different forms of spaghetti I've eaten in my life. And I mean, like you know, like that's exactly right. Like you know, people do twist it to make it to make it unique and everything. Um, no, man, that's. Seriously, you were very passionate about about podcasting, and that that's really showing throughout. And I can tell that's why you're successful. Um, now, do you have any other any other content you produce? I know you release your podcast on YouTube as well, correct? Yeah, we do a thing where we've been we've been recording some of the some of the bits or some of the segments. We've been putting them on YouTube. I think we're going to probably start moving those over to to Twitter. So, we're, like, what I found, or, yeah, what I found over this this close to forty some odd episodes is that when we make YouTube content, like sometimes it'll blow up. Sometimes it doesn't. It's like, it's hard to get in the, in these lanes of, cause I'm a podcaster. I'm not a YouTuber. Like I didn't want to, if I wanted to do all that, I would have like, you know, got myself two ring lights and I would be like screaming at you to like and subscribe and mash this button. Like, you know, there's all those tropes too. Like I think in, in my wheelhouse is podcasting and, and I'm not one of those podcasters. Like I got a second business on the side. Like my, I'm not trying to lure you in to listen to me. So I can sell you my consulting. Like I know there are podcasters like that, and you know more power to them. I'm literally in the business of of podcasting. Like I want you to listen to my show. I'm getting sponsors. I want them to you know to get out to customers. I'm literally about podcasting. So everything that I do, uh, 
secondary as far as videos or other material. It all has to lead back to the show. It all has to lead back to the source code. Because, you know, I don't want to be an influencer. I don't want to be on Instagram, like, showing you, you know, weird shit or like, hey, look at this. You should buy this. Like, that's not my bag, man. I'm, you know, I'm in a long form. You know, you listening to the show, having fun, you know, having something to listen to on your drive to work while you're working out. Like, I, I think sometimes people go get so diverse, they kind of kind of get out of your own lane. And to me, all those videos are literally their advertisements. Someone's going to see one of those videos. There's going to be, you know what? That's a funny segment. I want to go listen to the rest of that show. That's what I want. That's a commercial to me. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's some it's advertising. Like yeah, you said, that is just advertising. advertising your content. And there, I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with advertising your content and YouTube is a, is a great way to, you know, to do that. You know, not everyone is going to listen to your show on YouTube, but they might find your show through YouTube and then go to Spotify wherever they're going to go to listen to their podcast. And no, that's, that's a great, and you, you probably upload like what, three to five minute bits. And then that's how you get the people off of YouTube. Yeah. We usually do like uh we'll take a whole segment, which can usually be between seven and 15 minutes and. We'll post it up there. Sometimes we get good results. Sometimes we get terrible results. It's really a real, real crapshoot I found on YouTube. I, with Twitter, it's almost better because Twitter, it seems like we have a following on there, like that we kind of built there. We've grown there organically as well. And like the people who are seeing it are fans. And, and that's, that's good and bad, right? Like because they're getting bonus content. My hope is that because they're on Twitter, they're going to retweet it. Or it'll be easier for them to share rather than YouTube. I think if you're on YouTube, I know when I watch YouTube, I've never share, shared a YouTube link or anything like that very rarely in my life. But if I'm on Twitter and I like something, I'll like it or I'll retweet it. And then now people who follow me are going to see it. I think it just makes, and this could be my own delusion. This could be my own opinion on this. And I have no stats to back this one particular up. So again, preface this as my opinion, but I feel like the, the video options on Twitter are, are, are more conducive to podcast success than YouTube. It seems like YouTube is, is it's kind of its own thing. It's more of a supplement in my mind. No, that, that makes, I mean, that makes complete and total sense. There's people are a lot more likely to watch a shorter video on Twitter than I feel like click into something they don't know on YouTube. You know, you click onto something that was retweeted by one of your friends on Twitter. It's not going to affect your overall algorithm where if you click onto something on YouTube, it's going to affect your overall algorithm. So people <laughs> might be, you know, a little more hesitant on YouTube to do that. So no, I, that, that makes complete and total sense. Well, and you, YouTube has grown up so much. I mean, like when I look at YouTube TV, when I look at my own segments and I look at like what's suggested or what, you know, what, you know, what YouTube is suggesting, what the algorithm is suggesting. It's like, I see like, if someone's looking for other sports stuff, then they'll find me only if they're looking for other sports stuff. Where does yeah. my stuff point? My stuff points to all the big stuff. It points to like Mr. Beast and da, 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 da. So like, basically like if you're watching one of my videos, you can hear me talk about running backs for five minutes or five to seven minutes, or you can go watch Mr. Beast throw out money on the street. Like literally Mr. Beast is going to beat me 10 times out of 10. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Like the people who are going to listen to me are going to be want to talk, either want to hear about sports or at least have a vague interest in sports. If, if you have uh if you were to put a little tiny, if you had a little tiny commercial or a little bitty program on like CBS or on Netflix and they could watch like Justin Bieber or they could watch you, then they're probably going to watch somebody else. Like it's, it's really, in my mind, YouTube is such a, it's such a different animal altogether. It's kind of hard to get your arms around it unless you truly want to be a YouTuber. Yeah, they really, they, they do really coddle, you know, they're going to feed people to the people who are provenly successful. Like Mr. Beast, like you said, I mean, the dude has almost if not already a hundred million subscribers, obviously he is doing something correct. So in, in YouTube and pure business, pure money thinking mindset, 
are they more likely to stay on the person with a thousand subscribers channel and watch their videos? Or are they more likely to stay on the person who has a hundred million subscribers and thousands of videos? Because at the end of the day, all YouTube cares about, all Twitter, all any, any one of the websites, social media websites care about is how long are you on their website for? Because mm-hmm. they don't make money if you're not on your website. It doesn't matter if you have a paid version. Like YouTube, I have like ad-free version. They still get money off of me. You know, the, the, all they care about is how long you're on the website. And so, yeah, I completely kind of went long-winded with it, but I completely understand uh, what you're saying with that. Well, yeah, uh, kinda, you, you, you spread your, I'll say, I'll give you this last slide. You just you spread yourself so thin between like, if you do Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and your, I mean, your primary job, your primary thing is a podcast, you spread yourself out super thin. So either you've got to really master automation and you've got to figure out a way to, to help bots let you get out your content really quickly in one spot and roll it out to three other spots. Or if you can't master that kind of Python code and Zapier, if you can't master those tools, then maybe you need to be just really good at, at your podcast and really good at one or two social media platforms, preferably one it, that can that's going to feed into your particular audience. And then as you grow, you know, add another one, then add another one, because at that point, then you actually have people who can handle this for you. Because I think as a, if you're a, if you're a one, if you're a one guy operation, or even if you're like, I consider myself like a, a three person operation. Like I have my friend Gump who helps me. Uh, and then I have my two co-hosts. Maybe we're like a four person operation, but there's two of us who, who really do day to day, put at least a good four hours into this. Like there's not enough time, even between the two of us, there's not enough time for me to do Instagram and YouTube. It's just, you, you kind of, you're kind of um, hurt by your choice, but just like a small filmmaker, like you would go, okay, well, we don't have all the tools that we could do, like a, a major motion picture could do. You only have so many tools. So you got to make your choices. You got to make your smart choices and you got to do more with less, unfortunately. And if you're going to do more with less, it's easier to do it on two platforms, social media platforms, than try to do it on like 20 different platforms. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's rather to be a master of something than a master of none. Yeah, you know, exactly. yeah, like if you're shout out to the great Aziz Ansari show. Anyway, um, uh, sorry, I just lost my. I just made myself lose my own train of thought by something I said. <laughs> but anyway, um, you gave shout out and lost your train of thought. I yeah. love it. <laughs> no, it's a good show. That's just I. It wasn't initially the reference I was making, and then I was like, oh yeah, that's a show. Um, no, but yo, you're completely right, dude. If you're if you're if you're like a one on Twitter and Instagram that's definitely more beneficial than being like a C player on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube because you have mastered or even TikTok. I, we haven't even brought them up or anything yet, but it's definitely better to master one to two of them just so you can, you can get the most engagement on those two platforms. And then once you get big, you know, once you truly have those masters and you start growing, then you outsource YouTube, you outsource uh, TikTok, you outsource whatever you need to outsource. But if you're doing a solo show, like this is a solo show, as well you know i I, i'm good with twitter and instagram youtube and tiktok scare me i don't know you know i don't know how to do youtube and tiktok effectively so my focus will be twitter and instagram because that will be the best for me until i can until i can get somebody or until i can spend the time to get better at tiktok or get better at youtube um one thing i did want to bring up before we uh, about the one of the episodes i listened to so as of recording your most recent episode, uh, episode 42. Um, now you had a couple of guests on there. It was one of your Thursday shows is the taco Thursday, all that you guys had a bit at the end of toward the end of the show where you guys essentially drafted your (laughs) all-star 
uh, women's team. And I, I just want to say that was, that was really cool. That was a really cool section to listen to. Uh, Spotify thought I should listen to it three times. That's what I was talking <laughs> about before we, before we started. So oh, okay. uh, audience. Sp- God bless sp- Spotify. <laughs> yeah, Spotify, Spotify kept forgetting where I paused the show. And it kept starting me back at the beginning of the section. And I just kept listening to it. And it was, I mean, it was an amazing section. You guys had a great pick of, uh, pick of women, pick of women. And this may sound awful to the audience. Let me kind of explain. So essentially what they did was they, they drafted an all-star team of women throughout history of women who've accomplished amazing things, who, who are very, been very influential stuff like that. And Mark, I'd love to, I'd love to just say that was awesome. It was awesome to hear a, a podcast hosted by men, you know, there was four men on that show, um, really celebrate success of women. You know, you don't see that in 99% of the podcasts that are hosted by men. You don't see that. And I thought that was a really cool thing that you guys did. And I really liked that section. I'd love to hear a little bit more about like, what made you guys think of that? What was the prep work like? And just kind oh, of, I, I, I'm really glad you asked about this because this one was very difficult because if you listen to prior episodes of the show, so that that version of that segment is called mock my world. So basically it's like a draft show. So it's like a fantasy football draft or an NFL draft. We literally draft like greatest, you know, Super Bowl foods or, you know, greatest sports duos of all time or greatest single game performance. It's literally like very, very sports specific or like greatest sports movies of all time. I mean, and this isn't like a very, this isn't an innovative idea. This, this same like draft idea probably exists on like 50, 60 different shows. Like I know it exists in at least in movie podcast world, at least like five or six times I've heard it. So it, it's kind of a universal idea. You get your friends together and then you pick, you know, what are the greatest this or that with this particular one? We were, we, we thought about the NFL draft. We really thought a lot about the NFL draft. We thought about doing a live show. We thought about how we could twist what the NFL draft is doing. And what's weird about the NFL draft is like, you know, ESPN's covering it. NFL networks covering it. Barstool's covering it. Like everybody in the sports world is covering the NFL draft. And there's really, Nothing extra to be said about the NFL draft, like top quarterbacks, top running backs, top whatever. Like it's it's kind of it it's redundant at some point. So our idea was like, well, let's have counter programming, let's have our draft of our own, like we usually do. We have this this type of game once a month, and then there's this high wire act, right? Because I think Eric, my co-host, is is pretty. He's very he's he considers himself a feminist and good for him. And and I know Jared's pretty. I wouldn't say woke. I don't want to throw that label on them because I I, I find that toxic, but. Um, but they're definitely more on that kind of side of the aisle. I'm definitely more on the conservative side of the aisle, but I wanted to do something that wasn't like, I was like, we want to draft a team of women, but we don't want it to be like all gross. Like, Oh yeah, I'm drafting her because she's got the best legs. Like it's, that's just lame. Like we wanted it to be cool in the same time. We wanted it to be respectful. So it was really about kind of, it was a real, definitely a high wire act, especially for me because, and I think one of the people we have on the show is Rev is like also a comedian as well is like, your first your first reaction is to go to like the cheapest joke but you, because you want to get the joke you want to get the laugh but it was really about like doing something that was counter programming and then doing something that was a little respectful like super respectful because i don't think people would kind of expect that from me i think if people listen to the tuesday show on my own you know I, i'm very high takey I'm, I'm a guy who's notorious for if people remember me from 2016 or if you look my name up you'd be like oh my gosh he's that monster from 2016 like when when the new conservative movement was coming along in 2016. There were like three guys. There was, there was Ben Shapiro. There was, um, uh, oh gosh, why am I f- uh, forgetting his name? The weird guy with the cup of tea, with the cup of water. And he's saying, change my mind. Oh, Crowder. There was Crowder. There was Shapiro. 
there was Milo, and then there was me. There were four guys who were like really pushing in 2016. These guys weren't Republican guys. These were conservative guys who were new conservatives who were very, very, very weird or very, very right wing. And uh, and I think a lot of people know where I, I'm more libertarian, but people know where I fall down on this. And, and I would be definitely be one for a cheap joke. But in this particular piece of counter program, it was really, really, really important that we got it right. So I, I really take that as a compliment that we did get it right because – I, you know, I, I didn't want people to hear like, we're drafting an all female team. And they think we're like, Oh, you're going to pick like Cindy Crawford and did like, we wanted to make sure that it was really, really good. So it was one businesswoman, um, one athlete, one femme fatale. And I forget what the fourth one is. I'm slipping off the top of my head, but yeah, it had to be a team that you literally want to see it on the film or you'd be like, this is your true t- uh, female team of badasses. Yeah, no, that, that is why I prefaced it. Cause I didn't want to like say it incorrectly either. Cause I didn't want disrespect what you guys did with it too, because it is an easy and it is a very easy thing to, if not handled correctly to come off the wrong way. So you're, I mean, you're hundred percent right with how you guys handled it, handled it, but no, I seriously, I loved how much, how much effort each and every one of you put into it. You know, one of your picks was, um, it was, a it, it, you, you impressed it as a hot take. It was a fun one, but it was the, uh, I can't think of her name, but she's the one who just got sentenced for that business. Oh, Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah. Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, a lot of people like kind of kind of call back to what you were saying earlier. You you said if you had an opinion, whether it be on a podcast show person, you better back it up. And man, Mark, you backed up (laughs) that opinion. Um, And that it takes a special, you know, it, it, it shows that you cared about your show enough to make a bit successful and you care about your opinion. You you truly believe in your opinion. Because Elizabeth Holmes, uh, for those of you who don't know, she defrauded over a billion dollars uh, worth of investor money um, very recently. So you guys may know her. <laughs> um, but you picked her as, uh, I think, your businesswoman. Yep, and she's your, my businesswoman. <laughs> your argument was, uh, who else would she be? Anyway, not your athlete. Yeah, your your argument was the the you compared her to Steve Jobs. You know the the vision that she had. You know, sure, her morals weren't maybe in the right place or she may have, you know, may have should have done some stuff differently along the way. But you really sat there and sold the idea. And then to kind of compliment some of your other guests, you know, um, I'm not going to compliment the guy who picked I Love Lucy because you guys roasted him. But (laughs) 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 Um, but, you know, uh, CJ, he picked the uh, I think it was the, the rally car driver. If I'm not mistaken, or it may, oh it may yeah, yeah, the, the British rally car, car driver. Yep. Yeah, she she hit a wall going like 130 miles an hour and still went and like what? And it's like you guys truly sat there and did research and sold your ideas to each other and the audience, and it really was just a celebration of women. I was even I listened to it like I said three times. I even talked to my wife about it. I was like, they're like, this is insane. Like this is not what I <laughs> thought this show was going to be about at all. And you know, you know, it's funny if you listen back to other mock my worlds is like, like this one we had to take serious, but like, I, I remember when we drafted the uh, best sports movies, like you, you, because once you hear like somebody do it, like once you say like, I'm going to choose Rudy as, as my favorite sports movie. And it's because of this, I feel about this, this, this way about it. Like, I think like, you're right. Like, even if, even if you believe in, even if you're, even if you have a strong opinion on nonsense, you better be able to back up your opinion on that particular piece of nonsense. Like you've got to be a hundred percent in on it. And if you don't really believe it, then you shouldn't say it. You know what I mean? And you definitely yeah. shouldn't say it on a microphone. No. Yeah. If you're going to say it on a microphone, especially in your guys' scenario where there was a bunch of you there, 
you're going to make an opinion. You better, you better sit there and defend your opinion. There's no going back. <laughs> you know, you're not going to talk about something for 10, 15 minutes and then just cut it out of the podcast. It's going to, it's going to get aired. So, yeah, well, I, you know, a lot of credit goes to those guys. Cause I, I, like, I really, and I was a little, I was a little pushing on them because I was, uh, cause I was, I didn't want this to turn people could, you know, they could read my bio and they're, they're going to make all the predeterminations before they listen to the episode. But I wanted to, I wanted it to be fair. If someone actually did go through and listen to that episode, they would realize what we were trying to do. So I was, I was very much about it. Like guys, you need to know exactly why you're picking and you know, exactly who you're picking, why you're picking them. You better have a damn good reason to pick it because I don't want to hear like, Oh, my businesswoman is Jenna Jameson. Like that's not going to cut it with me. That's, that's, that's bullshit. Like, you gotta have a real business person, and you gotta, or, or if you're gonna say it's Jenna Jameson, you're gonna say, yeah, Jim, Jenna Jameson is my business person. Then you better be able to explain. It. You better be Daniel fucking Webster. You better be able to explain it. You better be able to sell me on it. Because if you can't, it's garbage. I'm not gonna have you back. Because you know, I don't want to. I don't want to even attempt this unless we're gonna do it right. Yeah, and you guys, like I said, I, I know I'm, I'm still harping on it, but you guys seriously, you seriously, seriously did do it right, and it was. It was just it was just refreshing to see, you know. I, I listen to quite a few different podcasts, um, just in just in general, especially you know with what I'm doing with this show and everything. And it was just really, it was really refreshing to see. You know, we all have our expectations of things, whether they're good or bad. We all have our expectations. If you say you don't have expectations, you're lying. But we all have our expectations on things, and nothing against you or your show or anything. But like you know, you don't expect that. And it was <laughs> very it was very refreshing to see. Um, and well, and last point on that, we will never do it again. We're going to go right back to nonsense because it was yeah. way too hard. We're going to go right back to, to pizza and sports foods and favorite rivalries. We're going to go right back to that nonsense. No, that's – I'm sorry, guys. Like I, I don't want to give the audience the wrong – you know, like but seriously, it is a very diverse podcast and I, I've enjoyed listening. I've only unfortunately been able to listen to two episodes. Uh, just met Mark like two days ago, but I have loved, I've loved your show so far and I will definitely – oh, uh, phew, excuse me. I did it in the last episode too. I just forgot to talk for a second, and there it was. Um, but I will definitely be—I uh, would definitely be listening to more of your uh, to more of your shows. Um, let me ask you this for the audience also: how long is uh, how long is a typical episode of your show? Um, the Thursday episodes, the Thursday and the Friday ones, the the college football ones and the, the NFL ones are going to be two hours. Um, the Tuesday solo shows, I call it the fastest two hours in sports because it's literally like maybe an hour, an hour, 15 minutes. So it's, it's a two hour show, but you could, you, the way I talk and how fast I talk, we can clear it up in about an hour, hour 15. So I did notice that whenever I was listening to it, just how quickly and I was like, I'm getting way too much information. Like, you know, like I know more about the NFL right now than I have ever known about the NFL in my entire life after listening to maybe one episode. Uh, and I have I have nothing but stickies all around me that say slow down, and I'm still like. Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mark. So uh, typically, who who should be listening to your show? What kind of person typically enjoys your show? It can be a hardcore sports fan. It can be a casual sports fan. I mean, if you're just a person who just watches the Super Bowl, just watches the World Series, just watches when the local team is good, you can enjoy the show because there's all kinds of strange and weird stories that we cover. Um, if you're a hardcore sports fan and you listen to other sports programs, but then you, you'd like something that's a little bit more upbeat, you listen to it as well. This is sports talk. It's my take on the sports uh, sports talk genre. Just a little bit twisted, just a little bit more fun. So like I said, that that person, uh, that great reviewer, God bless that, that reviewer, we're right on the corner of, of sports talk and pop culture. So I think if, if you like either of those things at all, I think you could have a lot of fun 
and you could enjoy the show. And even if you were just a person who just looked at scores and was like, hey, occasionally I'll, I'll have to watch some sports or, or like yourself, I only watch one particular sport, you definitely could still listen to the show and get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Probably grow your, 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 yourself as a fan and you might be more interested to be like, yeah, they did. They talked a lot about this college football team. I'm going to have to check this out. Or they talked a lot about this one particular game. I might want to check the score on that. Yeah, like, so I think it could, it's really just for anyone who has any kind of vague interest in sports. Awesome. I like that. Let me ask you this. Uh, what is your favorite, your go-to podcast? What is the, you get in your car, what are you listening to? I gotta, I'm going to give props. I'm going to give a shout out to my boy, uh, uh, Andrew Santino, who's also a, a ASU. Uh, he also went to the university, uh, Arizona State University. He also went to Tempe, the main campus. I, I Not only do I like the guy, I think he's a great comedian. He's a great actor. Um, but also like, he's a great podcaster. His podcast, Whiskey Ginger is, is, uh, he does kind of like the, the, the Marin or the Rogan thing, probably more the Marin thing, the old Marin thing where he just pretty much interviews comics and people of note. Actually, he, he really reminds me of like, uh, uh, WTF, like when WTF was first got started the first couple of years in, and he's doing such a good job because it's about an hour, just over a little bit of an hour, but he has way, way more fun with it. Instead of it's like, like, where did you come from? Where did your life start? Like he gets like really into the meat and potatoes of it has really good conversations with other comics. It's like the perfect balance between if you're a Rogan guy, cause there are people kind of split into these two camps, right? There's Rogan guys. And then like, these are probably guys who are like, you know, want to fight you. I and mean, you know, they're a little bit, you know, a little rough around the ages. They're, they're probably, probably said the N word, not, not ironically. So there's still, <laughs> there's that camp, right? <laughs> like there's, there's those guys. And then there's like the Marin guys, like the, you know, and, and like, these are the guys who would be like, who'd be on Twitter yelling at people for, for, for dead naming somebody. So like, I think there's a great, he's like right in between that. He's, he's not too left. He's not too right. He's just a good guy who likes to have fun. Yeah. Andrew Santino, a whiskey ginger, probably he, he has a new episode out every Friday. And I, it's one of the ones, I think it's the only one that I go like every Friday. I'm like, I got to listen to that guy. I, 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 the other guys who work on my show, like I know they have podcasts too. And I love their podcast while under entertainment and feathers and friends. Like I love their podcast, but Andrew Santino, also a Sun Devil. I, I always got to make it a point every Friday morning. I'm like, I got to hear, I got to see what Santino said. And like this Friday, I forgot to listen in the morning on Friday this past Friday, and I was uh, driving in my car, I was listening to some music. And I'm like, oh no, I forgot, I forgot about Santino. I got to listen to Whiskey Ginger. So yeah, that that's probably my favorite. My first call to action in this episode is going to be uh, after your. This is for the audience. After you guys are 100 caught up on my show. And then you get 100% caught up on Mark's show. Go check out Andrew's show. That's uh, that's your call action. Call to action for this one. <laughs> no, uh, you, but anyway. So you're telling me you don't like just the basic "Where are you from?" questions. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Those. Uh, no, those I, get- when, when you start going like, "What is your back?" Like sometimes it is interesting. Yeah. Like sometimes it's really interesting. But sometimes like, especially if you're if you're dealing with somebody who's got like a lot of takes or a lot of like ideas or interesting stuff, like I'd rather we get right to that. Like I, if, if you're a yeah. child, like they had a mess of child, but everyone had a mess of child. Let me tell you, let me break it to you. Unfortunately, this is the case all around. Even if you had a great childhood, you'll find something that was messed up about it. You can cry about it. Like there's enough victimhood in this entire yeah. in, enough sphere. Like let's get right there's, to the fun. Let's get right to the meat and potatoes. There's definitely like a, I mean, there, there definitely is like a cutoff with it. I mean, there is, there, you know, there's normal childhood. There's truly traumatic childhoods and those, you know, will get talked about, of course, but like there's, there, there's normal childhoods that people harp on. And I mean, you know, I, nobody really cares where you're from. Um, to be blunt with it, you know, it's good to kind of know and like, Hey, if you're talking about it, but like, I'm not going to waste an hour interviewing someone. Hey, tell me about your hometown. 
Yeah, like you know, well, that, that, that you doesn't know, make. There, there was a guy who drafted number two in the NFL draft this 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 past week, um, and uh, he's a journaler. He, he like he keeps a dream journal. He keeps a journal and he keeps a vision board and and like. And, and he's a good player. He's a very, very good player. But like the worst thing you ever want to hear is somebody to hear about someone's dream journal. That's like, that's like cancer. You do not want that. You'd rather have anything in life than listen to somebody read to you from their dream journal. It's like completely dreams are pointless to tell people a dream journal is almost insulting. And then like to hear about anyone's vision board is like, I'd rather die. I'd rather, I'd rather listen to the death rattle of my own child and listen to somebody <laughs> talk about their vision board. Well, that, uh, that just kind of did away with my next couple of questions. So. <laughs> well, your next question is about the vision board. Oh my gosh. Sorry. My next question was, you know, what, what's your dreams? Um, and then I was going to follow up with what's your hopes. And then I was going to follow up with how do you keep your, help yourself accountable? No. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. So I uh, really, um, one last question, then we're going to kind of wrap it up a little bit. But if you had, if you and I got into an elevator together, okay, I want you to give me your 30 second elevator pitch of your podcast on why I should, why I should get out of the elevator, look it up, like, subscribe, and listen to it. I will tell you, it is an absolute mess of poorly thought out, intentionally provoking, and ridiculous opinions on sports. And let me tell you, it is the absolute best in sports talk radio which isn't saying much, but you're going to have a lot of fun and you're really going to enjoy it. And you're going to tell your friends about it. I love it. I love that. All right, Mark. So um, you mentioned your, your NFL show and really, I just kind of want to know what like your plans are for the rest of the year. You know, definitely like during the, the off seasons, the dead times in sports, how do you guys plan on working your way through that? So yeah, right now we're just having a lot of fun. We're just doing a lot of like we're doing the, the mock my world segments. We're just we're just going over the weirder stories in sports. There's always crime in sports, which is great. That kind of holds you over during these these lean summer months. And of course, there's the NBA playoffs and the finals. But we're really fighting to get to June because in June uh, June third we actually start the uh, the NFL show. So you'll have college football on Thursday. You'll have uh, NFL on Friday, and then you'll have the solo show the solo show on Tuesday. And then as we go into September that's where we'll be transitioning to the four shows a, a week uh, kind of situation. So you'll have Monday show, you'll have a Tuesday show Wednesday off. Cause you know, I do need to sleep and then we'll have the <laughs> Thursday college football show and then we'll have the Friday NFL show. So you'll have wall to wall stuff. So if you love sports um, or you get involved with the show and you, you like to have fun and you, and you like something that would be bite size, you know, I think those Monday and Tuesday will just be an hour and Thursday or Friday will be, if you really want to take a deep dive into those two particular football sports, um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. It's really going to be interesting to see how we grow and how we do once we really expand this out. Um, we're going to be going over to um, um, not Spotify exclusive, but we're going to be working with Spotify and uh, Megaphone. So we're going to be switching over there. No one's going to notice anything on the front end, but on the back end, you'll probably hear like commercial inserts. There's there's new uh, new stuff coming definitely as we get closer to June um, that you're going to notice on the show. Right, like right now, I do all the, the ad reads live and. We're going to have inserts. We're not going to go crazy. That's the one thing I commit to everybody who checks out the show. Unlike every other sports show, which is like nothing but ads and ads and ads, we're going to keep it to a minimum, but you are going to hear an insert once or twice throughout the show, probably once every hour and then one at the top of the show. And like, uh, we're going to be bringing on Manscaped uh, for, for the rest of the year uh, here, starting in the next two or three weeks. So that's really great. And it, it's going to be really fun. We're going to, the show is definitely growing and uh, 
it's kind of growing at kind of a surreal rate for me. Like I never, I knew we would get there. Like I knew it would take a while because again, I'm a narcissist and I have a blind confidence. Like I knew I'd get there. I just didn't know it would happen this fast. So that's what's surreal about it to me is like everything is happening that I wanted to happen, but it's definitely everything that I wrote down in my dream journal. Let me tell you about my dream journal. <laughs> <laughs> everything in my dream journal. Everything you hope for, right? Everything I hope for. All of it's coming true, but it's, it's coming true very, very fast. So it's, it's very, very challenging. Uh, and I, after this, after this episode, I'm going to go work on my vision board. I'm not going to tell you about it because I know it's boring. <laughs> and I said it's boring, but I'm going to go work on my vision board. You got to post it. Listen, is it really a vision board if you don't post it on Twitter and Instagram? Oh, good point. That's a really good point. You got me on that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, that is that is so awesome. You know that to see the success you've had in realistically a, a very short amount of time with the podcast you know it's obviously been long nights long hours a lot of hard work for you but like really just you know this time last year you didn't have your the the evil mark show right no yeah and, i didn't start till late august i waited for the college football season to start and I, my first episode was in the um the rio hotel and casino i was literally on the 33rd floor brought all my podcast equipment to Vegas because I was I was nervous about right, you know, doing this first episode. And I figured, well, I'll party. And then one, one of the nights when I come back from partying, I'll, I'll come up there and I'll record number one. Because then, oh. then I'll feel – I was so I was so blocked by it. I was so worried about coming back to – I'd been gone since 2017. So I like – it was like the first time I'd come back and I'd planned, I'd planned, I'd planned. And I and I just couldn't get the nerve to record that first one. And, and I remember I'm like, I'm going to go on a special vacation. I'm going to be up there on the 33rd floor. And I, I can tell you exactly what I did. I ordered Outback Steakhouse. I got a DoorDash delivered to the hotel. Uh, I had dinner, went downstairs, got totally hammered, lost uh, $2,000 uh, playing craps. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I came <laughs> to the room. I was so depressed. <laughs> so, so depressed. I recorded my trailer and then I recorded episode one. <laughs> So literally, if you go back and listen to one, which I, I do not recommend anyone go back and listen. Oh, to I'm 100% one. listening to that. <laughs> just know that in context, in the background, while all this is going on, I've literally just lost like a major portion of my savings and I kind of want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, audience, after this episode, go listen to episode one of his show and then 42 and then uh, whichever the newest episode is, listen to that order. That's yeah, that's right. your That's your homework. You just have to listen to the... The one that started it all, the one that we talked about for almost the entire episode, and then obviously keep getting into it. Man, that is that is awesome. And it definitely is, like you said, the hardest part is just it's pressing started. record. Yeah, it's, it it's, is. it's so challenging because you, you have all the plans. Even if you, if you plan it to a T, and I, I took a whole year to plan it because of COVID, it kind of ruined everything. I literally planned out every little aspect of it. Man, I must have turned that thing on to start and turned it off at least – five or six times it, it was it's so difficult to to get it going but once you do like it's it's such a it's it's even if even if you don't make any money off it, i'm of the opinion that you, you should do it because you, you love it first and the second part of it is because you, you want to make some money off and you want to do it for a living that should be your th those are my goals but i think the the number one 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 a will always be that you i love it like i love talking on a microphone i love talking to people i love meeting them and i love doing the show and i love recording it's just a passion of my life so I never have more fun than, than when I'm on somebody else's show, like your show, where I'm doing my own show, and and that's what it is. It's, it's you're you're gonna you're gonna find friends, you're gonna find yourself, you're gonna find your voice, and you're gonna find what your show is. But you just got to get started. That's the that's the biggest biggest step ever. Yeah, no, for sure. You definitely have to love it first. If you don't love it, then you're never gonna get to the point where you're making money on it. And I couldn't agree with it more. It, it truly is something you have to be passionate about, and 
if if the only thing you're scared of is hearing your voice, then just press record and just go for it. Mm-hmm. If you like really if don't. Even, no matter how good you get, no one likes your voice. Certain yeah, it, voice. If you really don't want to like hear your voice, voice yeah, if you really don't want to hear your voice, go to Fiverr. Just get somebody at it for you for like twenty bucks. Just if you if that's the only thing stopping you, then just kind of go for it. But no, um, Mark, thank you. You know, you you have a lot of big things coming uh, in the next year. You you were, you know, you were very successful so far, and it, it definitely can be attributed to the the commitment and the the research, the work ethic that you put into it. Um, and I really have no doubt, just from the couple episodes I've listened to you, I've, I've heard you on a couple other shows and just of course having you on my show, I really think that you're going to be very successful in the podcasting world. And I'm so excited to see, you know, where you're going to go with it. And I, I very much look forward to that. Oh, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. I love doing your show, man. Anytime you guys want me back or if, if anyone, if anyone is, you know, you're doing your own show and if you ever hit that block, you ever hit that block where you either getting started, there's always the getting started block. And then there's the, you get your show going and then you're, 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 you're producing good content or in your heart, you feel like you're making good time, content. And you're just looking to take that next step. Then please, I mean, listen to this podcast, listen to every episode of this podcast from the one before me and the ones after me. But definitely if you feel like I'm a, I'm a creator too, and I like your passion and I have one particular question, then reach out to me. My website is evilmark.com. Listen, re- come to my website to listen to my show, to find all the links and stuff. But also if you ever guys, anybody, anyone in the future or now, wants to reach out to me my email is right there i'll be glad to assist in any way i can you'll just have to listen to my completely ignorant stupid opinions that go along with it but i can i can share my expertise as well i like that and all of mark's stuff will be uh linked down below in the description please check him out and uh as far as this show goes please leave me a like review all the affirmative things whatever the website you're on do whatever the positive thing is and not the negative thing is um, but if you guys, if you have a podcast and you want to be on the show, please email me at mastermikepodcast at gmail.com. If you guys have any questions that you want to hear asked to whoever, if you have any content creators that you want to hear on the show that I should reach out to, please email me. If you want to say hi, email me. I don't care. Just just send me an email. We'll uh, we'll chat it out. But guys, please, uh, please go check out all of Mark's stuff. It's all going to be linked below, like I said. And if you stick around, there is going to be a uh, trailer for his show at the end of the uh, at the end of this episode. Mark, anything anything else you want to plug before we get out of here? Give this show five stars, five stars, five star yeah. review. No four stars, no one stars. Don't do that. Give it a five star. Let people let everybody know that you love it, and then come back next week and tell three people about the show. If you're a podcast creator, you know other creators. You need to let three other creators know about the secret. Let them get in on it too. They have expertise. Join in the fun. This is not a feast or famine kind of proposition. This is the new gold rush. Podcasting is the new gold rush. You have to decide, are you in or are you out? And if you're in, then you need to be in working collaboratively with everybody. You can make new friends. You can grow your show. You can grow your voice. Definitely get involved. I love it. Thank you so much, Mark. Again, it's been great having you on. Thank you for that outro. Um, Guys, we will catch you next week. Please, uh, like we said, like, review, all the stuff. Mark, thank you again. You're welcome. Thank you. See you guys.
This is your rundown for May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, episode number 43. Let's forget the greatest number 43s. It's Cinco de Mayo, Eric. What's the best way to celebrate Cinco de Mayo? Uh, drinking, like a drinking. true Irishman. Yeah. Irish, obviously. Like, like a true Irishman adopting uh, a Mexican holiday. It's <laughs> what better way to drink? That's my strategy for St. Patrick's Day. I'm just like, you know what? The, the best way to honor the Irish is just to get falling down pissed drunk. That's probably <laughs> the best thing. All right. So first up on the show today, we're, uh, we're going to pre- prepare to drop your monocle in shock. Prepare to grab your pearls and say, oh, my stars. Cat- college athletes are reaping the benefits of the free market and everyone is losing their damn minds. We'll talk NIL drama, pay for play and the insane overreaction. Also, in our newest segment, we'll give you all the sports news you can use and hot takes in just one minute, a New York minute or a Waffle House minute. Also, don't bother picking up that monocle because we have some draft day shockers. We'll take a look at the picks that made us do a double take. Also, NBA playoffs continue to be the best thing on television. Why are you missing it? Stop buying and wearing and breaking monocles and join us for the fun in the NBA playoffs. <laughs> also, clickbait headlines, America's fastest growing sports talk segment designed to thrill and titillate while totally framing a story in the most sensational way possible. But first, it's Thursday. You know what that means. It's time to hand out some tacos. 